for plebs, by plebs, dropping the Bitcoin only signal. Pleb underground. Welcome everyone to the Pleb Underground. Welcome back to Pleb Underground. This is episode 74. De vez en cuando quiero sentarse y escribir, but it's me and about every 10 minutes a new block is here. Give a man a fish and he could feed his family, but with a poisson distribution he can see humanity. BT instead of jesters put you in a stupor, and you net of testers would be truly super. This is my domain, I range like a rover. I'm not J, but it's H that I'm over. Too many sheep, but they all want to trounce. They buy 28G rams, but can't lift an ounce. Moved on a lot from using a wallet dot that. This is Bitcoin, you ain't never seen some sass like that. BTC, give it to me, I'll give it to you. As long as you want, you know I got it. Give me one BTC and I'll give you two. It's not a front, you know I got it. Ticking along, I like the cute hummers. Liquidity supplied by me and newcomers. Aligned incentives with girls that are skinny. I tell them to back it up, because I'm almost finny. Bitcoin inevitable, they can't stop corn. You sell your details to buy the popcorn. You tell Coinbase to shove it, pop 180 to Kraken. You had a sex change, so KYC you still stacking. Withdraw over lightning, but your privacy still lacking so use mercury layer that's what nick's hacking private and public passing coping times dealing your bags virtually open dimes walton setting the mood very nice very nice and guys joining us today we've got very special guest we've got the ceo of commerce block and contributor to civkit nick nick thank you very much for joining us on pleb underground yeah thanks for having me looking forward to it Sweet. All right. We are going to dive right in. We're going to move on over to the numbers. Yeah, the numbers, of course, brought to us by Time Chain Stats and Time Chain Calendar. What are they like this week, Phil? At the time of this recording, the block height is 829,711. The, what is that? The Bitcoin fiat exchange, 47,000. 814 it was at 815 though anyways total public lightning capacity 4954 moscow time uh 2091 fastest fee oh boy 25 sats per v by days to the happening 71 and guys our chain rewrite days 654 so, I like the numbers this week, Phil. Like yeah. it, it seems like we're getting richer and the shitcoiners are getting poorer, right? The I believe the exchange rate um is the highest it's been for a long time. Like to, today it hit something, right? It's the price is above um the pump that was associated with the ETF bullshit like a month ago. Um and well, sats per V byte now in the like mid in the mid twenties, like people are doing their their consolidations. Apparently, Binance have got a whole shitload of blocks at like like 20, 20 sats per V byte. So there's gonna be a lot of consolidation for a while. Um, but I like I like the numbers this week. Yeah, we're we're definitely recording on a good day. Definitely recording on a good day. But I, I did take a look at the wick from the ETF hype, and it, it did reach like. 49k so we're just shy of it but but scam wick like fuck that bullshit. <laughs> it was a total scam wick of course it was a it was the sell the news right <laughs> the sell the news wick anyways anyways look uh we, we gotta take we gotta take the uh, we gotta take the wins when we have them nick we, we always like to ask people you know uh the uh, the guests on the show you know some the uh, the lighthearted questions what what are your thoughts what are your feelings around the market right now uh, I guess the biggest surprise was, I mean, I wouldn't say I was a true Bitcoin maxist, but I always felt all these shit coins would eventually collapse and come to Bitcoin. I just didn't expect it to be this year. And, you know, all the activity is weird. I mean, I'm not a fan of BRC20, but it's it's weird to see all these things that were on other chains pop up on Bitcoin. And I didn't see that coming. I just didn't. And that's uh, that's quite baffling. Uh, and but there are some positives out of it. I think a lot of the zero knowledge proof research, which was always reserved to Ethereum layer twos, that's coming to Bitcoin, and I think that's a positive. I mean, there'll be dodgy stuff out of it. There'll be pump and dumps out of it. But I think long term, that's that's good. So what do you what do you make of this Citrea um, announcement this week? The, the ZK I mean, rollups inside BitVM. I did listen to the guy. He did a Spaces mm -hmm. with uh, Vlad. I mean, he seemed to say the right things, but at the same time, there's no code. So 
I understand the skepticism. A lot of people think it was an announcement to raise money and there's no code, but he seemed to know what he was talking about in cryptography and things like that. But still, it's a lot of work to be done. It would be a long time to see that being a working product or even if it's feasible. But. I'm not going to lie. It has 2017 vibes, you know, the, the, the whole, like, <laughs> I'm going to explain to you this amazing idea, you know, I don't really have anything yet, but I could, you know, so it, it's kind of yeah. like just to get the feelers out there, right? See if there's any demand. <laughs> My understanding yeah. is it essentially means that you can have many, many different Ethereum's on Bitcoin. It it sounds like, uh, yeah, a whole load of stuff could I guess a whole a whole bunch of DJs basically, and people that use um, I've forgotten the name now, but the, the 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 scripting language for Ethereum that essentially the the whole a whole bunch of these people might could essentially come over to Bitcoin and be building stuff, but it's um, yeah, it sounds like Solidity? it could be kind of messy. I think yeah, that's uh, Solidity. Yeah, thanks, Phil. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, um, I mean, I do think there are things out of zero knowledge. We we looked at zero knowledge proofs to years ago to improve the user experience of mercury so that if i sent a coin to someone they didn't have to log in or, or register it you could have a proof that automatically registers it but we were the opinion that they were too computationally expensive to to, to to work on a mobile phone or something so that's why i think there's question marks if it's even feasible if mm. it's even I'm sure we'll talk. We'll talk more about yeah. scaling on chain versus scaling off chain in the yeah. in the fireside Sorry. chat. Uh, yeah, Phil, do we, I mean, do we have any other num numbers to look at this week? Yes, yes, we do. Here, let's uh, let's take a look at some some numbers. Okay, we've got this tweet from Wicked at w underscore s underscore Bitcoin. I don't know about you, but I like using money where the cost of beef keeps going down over time instead of going up, and I. I love these charts because people could sit there and scream and shout all they want about, no, you don't understand. Inflation's so complicated. You don't understand. Bitcoin's not really going up the way you think. You know what? When you zoom out and look at patterns, they become very undeniable. So let's take a look at this one quickly. In Bitcoin. It's beautiful. I love watching stuff like this. I find it so entertaining. And see, this is what's what's really interesting, right? Is that obviously the, the price of ground beef keeps going up in terms of USD, but it keeps going down in terms of Bitcoin. <laughs> oh gosh, this is absolutely brutal. Oh, God. All right. Well, look, you guys get the point. <laughs> you guys get the point. When when does so look, ultimately, n not everything becomes free, right? Like, that's just impossible. Isn't it? Like, it can't actually go to zero. Nobody's just going to give you stuff for free. Yeah, it's not going to zero, right? Like, yeah, I agree, Phil. No, but it's just so, it's like, I don't know what else to say. Like, it's like, okay, so it keeps going down. But like, at some point, it just has to stop. Well, it becomes a penny stock, I guess. Penny stocks never die. They're like, they stay relevant. They, they pump, they beef. dance. They're... The beef yeah. penny stock? Yeah. <laughs> penny stocks are still there. I have no idea why, but people like them. People like to gamble. You can't, you can't end that. No, it's true. But look, I mean, this is a great case for hodling, right? I, I mean, look, it's, it's a no-brainer. We can see here when you zoom out, you plot it on a long enough timeline, it makes absolutely no sense right it makes no sense and no pun intended to be hanging on to us dollars when you've got something like bitcoin that clearly shows you how the things that are actually important to you that are required right for survival you know food and shelter and all these things they, they just become increasingly cheaper so yeah bullish bullish stuff yeah one other thing that keeps going down uh seemingly is the the fiat price of monero um which, been wreck, which huh? lost lost like a, a third of its value right this week give or take um after it got delisted by binance and i saw i don't know some some mixed takes on this but um yeah nick nick what do you what do you think about this i mean i'm not a one of the people that think monero is a shit coin i'm i'm a, I'm a fan of monero just say that i i think it's cool tech it's interesting may never scale may never really work but they're great guys i think and the stuff they're building is interesting um 
I think it's good for them that they're off Binance. It means there's less manipulation, less fake volumes. I think that's healthier. Probably if people were hodling it, expecting it to outperform Bitcoin, it probably hurts right now, but it's probably better for them, I think. Yeah, it's, you know, like to, to your point, it's difficult to make a case for Monero as a store of value because the base layer of it is obfuscated. So you just have to trust that there's 99 million mm -hmm. Monero and just kind of hope that that's accurate at all times. So it, it yeah, that that's kind of the uh, the tough case for it. But I, I do, you know, I, I do have to say, yeah, I find the tech interesting. It is interesting tech, you know? So, I mean, look, the reality is, is that when you look at all the shit coins, right? You look at all of them, there's different quality of shit coins. Like there's still shit coins, mm -hmm. but Monero is kind of more at the top of that pile than yeah, at I mean, the look, bottom, you know? <laughs> it's... They've, they've like, done experiments that may never yeah. work. Yeah, you know, things like random X trying to, you know, trying to destroy the ASIC industry could work, could not work. It's, it's, and I think they're open about it. It's an experimental coin. You know, they're not going around and saying put all your money in Monero. They don't have a Michael Saylor saying sell your house by Monero. So I, I think that's cool. They're cool. Yeah, he's not good either, though. Michael Saylor, I don't, yeah. Uh, yeah, even, I mean, even from the beginning, right? It's like, sure, at the beginning, you're kind of excited that this guy's cheering for Bitcoin, but then mm -hmm. after, after a while, it's like, why is this guy here, right? Considering nobody really ever heard of his, you know, his business micro strategy before, which I know it's existed for many years, but I'd never heard of it as being anything in the tech sector, really, you know? And then all of a sudden this guy comes along and just starts hodling all these bags. Either way, there's many people that got there's many people who got relevant just through being into Bitcoin that would be irrelevant. I mean, maybe we're us free. Yeah, who knows? No, no, so. we're still no. I, <laughs> I mean, I can speak for us, not you necessarily, but for me, I, I can say, yep, nope, still irrelevant. Just talking about corn. A podcast on a Friday afternoon. That's cool. I wouldn't have met <laughs> you is. otherwise. <laughs> well, look at it. Oh God! All right, Walton. Do we have anything else for the numbers, or does that wrap it up? I think, I think that'll do for the numbers this week, yeah. All right, sweet. All right, guys. We are going to move it on over to the Fireside Chat. The Fireside Chat is brought to you by BTC Pins. Check them out at btcpins.com. Use the code PLEBUNDERGROUND for 5% off awesome pins. Check out my collection. I think one of them just fell. Yep, one of them just kind of fell. Anyways, amazing pins from btcpins.com use the code pleb underground welcome back everyone here we are fireside chat we've got nick ceo of commerce of commerce block excuse me and i i don't really know much about commerce block i know that you've spoken with walton um and have more of a rapport with him but i i i just want you to kick it off by explaining like what is commerce block what do you guys do how does this work yeah, so we're a Bitcoin infrastructure company. Uh, I guess not as well known as other ones, but we have built some products over the years. Originally, we were building side chains, but more for institutions, but based on Bitcoin. And then a few years ago, we pivoted and, and built Mercury Wallet, which was a layer two on based on state chains, but it was more focused on privacy. And yeah, we had some uses. I mean, it never got anywhere close to say like a Wasabi or a Samurai. And yeah, about a year ago, the technology changed and well, we knew research and like the technology, we were able to make it fully blinded, which I can go into details, but essentially we decided to make it more of a layer two. So now we rebranded it, called it Mercury Layer. Don't necessarily do any of the kind of coin join and swapping stuff. And there's reasons, you know, I live in the UK, maybe my local government wouldn't like that much. You can read into that. Uh, but no, but we thought as well to just try and make it as a, a generic layer two. And that was a lot because uh, we did a lot of research on making it fully blinded. So essentially what it is, is a way of sending private keys around. But our server doesn't know anything. It doesn't know the Bitcoin address. It's just blindedly signing something. So the word, the best way to describe it, it's virtual open dimes. It literally is. And uh I've spoken to NVK a few times. He's happy for us to use his, uh, he hasn't you know, hit us with trademarks to call it virtual open dimes. He's quite happy, but that's what it is. It's a way of sending private keys around off chain. So with all the high fees at the moment, we're getting a lot more interest. We, we're not in production, but we've been on testnet for about a month. And uh, yeah, we've got a lot of people, projects, commercial, non-commercial that are contacting us. People are asking us to put ordinals on it. And we, we just say it's fully blinded. We don't know what people use. We charge a fee for them and, and that's it. And then you're off. You don't have to talk to us anymore. Wow. Very interesting. 
So yeah. I guess, how does that, I, I guess like, how does that experience look to a, a retail user? Right? Like, I, I don't the biggest know problem. Can... Yeah, yeah. I mean, the biggest, it's, it's like a virtual open time. So the biggest problem is, is fixed amounts. Yeah. You know, whatever's on that private key is the only thing you can send. So if it's 0 0.125, you can only send that. You, it's not like lightning where you can but, specify the digits. That's the, the challenge. Yeah. I, I guess, I guess what I'm saying is, is that like, is, is there an app that I install on my phone or is there like um, that? We're, that we're only, yeah. 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 So Mercury yeah. wallet did, we, we are going to release an app, but we're not going to support it. I mean, we, and there's a few reasons for that. We, we want other people to build on top. Um, and we've got a few commitments of people that said they're going to adapt their wallet to support it. The Nostra guys are a big fan. You know, Fiat Jaff is always in our Telegram. He wants to integrate it into various Nostra projects. So, and I, and, I, and we we want to push that. So we are going to release a wallet, but it's only to kind of show people how to do it. So, because I think Mercury Wallet, the original, was quite hard to integrate with. There was a lot going on. You know, we were doing coin swaps. This we we really just trying to make it as easy as possible. So any wallet developer, Nostrum service maker. I mean, the Feddy guys or guys related to Feddy were talking to us the other day about how to integrate it. So we're just like a blinded server. You know, everyone integrates. But I think that's the, so it's a true layer too, in that sense. So that helps when you get hacked. Is that right, Nick? Oh, we did get hacked this week. I don't know if you saw that. <laughs> our, our test environment Maybe. got hacked. Maybe. And it was quite funny. They, um, uh, we, I mean, we had a test environment with a, a very sloppy firewall and a, probably a password that was no better than password one, two, three. And, you know, we, we've had people test it. And then we wake up one morning and the tables are locked. And uh, we have a message from someone if you want to unlock your data, you please send some Bitcoin to this address. Can't remember what it was, but I did actually tweet it. So it was quite open. And it kind of justified why we made the thing fully blinded. There is no value in hacking our database. All you see is a, a hash, which represents the state coin, which is meaningless, uh, a timestamp of when it was created, and then a number that shows all the times it was tran um, it was transferred. Yeah, meaningless data. And you know, we're going to put that on a block explorer anyway. So, but yeah, he wanted to you know ransomware us for us to yeah. There's there's no value, and that's that's why you want to make things fully blinded. It's, so my understanding of mercury layer is that it's a bit like a it's a, it's a privacy solution but it's also a, a scaling solution um can you talk a little bit about yeah the, the how it enables scaling because uh, my understanding is it's a bit like you can you you lock yeah so you lock once... some some bitcoin on chain and then you pass the key in a in a in a secure way yeah it's a scaling solution like an open dime i mean me and you and you know me and you could sit at you know, that meetup we go to and we could swap the, the open dime 20 times there's no on-chain transaction so um i mean it's not exactly like an open dime in that you know you can't do it limitless it's locked for one year and then every transfer you lose eight hours and that's part of the security protocol to make sure previous owners can't steal your funds that's where it gets complicated but yeah you can transfer it I don't know how many times you can do it, but technically it, you have a one year lock period, but you lose eight hours every, every transfer. So, so it's surely 365 times three. Okay. You're the better mathematician than me. Yeah. Yeah. He is. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> if you were to transfer every eight hours. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, and, and things like CTV and mm -hmm. you, you probably hear about, they would, I think they would make that transfer unlimited. So we are supporting the CTV guys as much as possible. So I guess um, the inevitable question is when can we expect to start seeing this functionality? Oh, we're weeks away. We, we, I mean, honestly, we're, we're okay. weeks away from going into production. I mean, there's no, we're not doing any code at the moment. We're just okay. knocking up a very basic UI. And then uh, the server-side infrastructure is complicated. I mean, it's just we have to go through the process of like, you know, making that secure and all that. But we're weeks. There's, there's no code changes. It's very interesting. I I, I was just looking through the uh, the Mercury uh, the Mercury site as well. I'm I'm very curious. So I will be watching. Um, I had a lot of complaints about that site. They said it's too cryptic and too nerdy and too bland. Well, yeah, but that's <laughs> no, no. But that's what you expect. Like, for, I yeah. mean, when I just looked at it right now. No, I mean, look, it's it's not too, it's not too cryptic and nerdy. Let's uh, let's pull it up here. <laughs> there are typos. We've had a lot of complaints, but at least if come on, guys, the typos. We know they've been reading it. So come on, this is cool. Okay, 
This graphic is cool. I like the color scheme that you guys used. Yeah, you know what? This looks to me, you know what? Okay, fine. It, it looks to me like you guys know what you're doing. Okay, I don't understand anything here. Okay, and that's totally fine. Not expecting to, but to me, looks like mm -hmm. you guys know what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> I'd oh, rather sure. see that. I'd rather see that than a blank, than a blank page with a really terrible cartoon that shows how you're gonna fix the world <laughs> with your solution. Yeah, and yeah, so, so it's, it's an alternative. Yeah, and it's it's an alternative to Lightning, but you know, we 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 still do Lightning development. We we hope to integrate this into Lightning, but that's very complicated. Yeah. But yeah, we we are we do run Lightning servers. We're gonna probably be pushing that a bit more. But that's our long term goal this year to integrate state chains into Lightning. But that's that's quite tricky. So how how so, would that work? Well, you could swap your state coin off. Or, well, the, the way I want to do it is be able to move Lightning channels as state chains. But the request we always get is there an easy way to swap Lightning uh, state chains into Lightning channels. But I think, but as in, like, so you could like swap lightning channels essentially, but like, yeah. so you could pass on the ownership of the lightning channel. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot. That's of, kind of cool. Yeah, but there's a lot of weird things that can happen because you know how I guess you guys know how lightning is. You've got all these backup states. How do you move mm -hmm. that across? And what happens if someone broadcasts? So, but yeah, but a lot of people. I mean, what the great thing about this environment? A lot of people have reached out to come with their ideas on how to fix those since we went public. So that's been good. So we well, get a lot of free consulting. <laughs> very nice. All right, we're gonna we're gonna switch gears a little bit, but still keeping mm -hmm. on Mercury. So let me ask you this: um, You're also a contributor to uh, to CivKit, and we've had uh, mm -hmm. Ray on, on the show. Um, and so let me ask you this: Is there um, is there any kind of crossover between Mercury and and CivKit, or or you can um about? there's other stuff that uh, oh, commerce block okay. does that will be using civkit so we, we run a uh, an attestation a proof of publication service called mainstay which is a bit like open timestamps but it builds on the previous commitment and we, we use that in mercury as well to prove it's kind of like a way of proving that there's no misbehavior from us the server um in terms of mercury learn state and civkit it's not we're, we're not anti it i mean there's been a few ideas to kind of do like you know the Azteco gift cards? Yeah, absolutely. I've uh, I've used them. So a few people have come up to us as could we build Azteco gift cards on Mercury? You know, because you can imagine they're just things you give around and then you. So mm -hmm. so and that's led to conversations about uh, you know integrating that into CivKit. But again, we wouldn't be the ones doing it. I mean, we're a blinded server. We we clearly don't want to be doing anything like that. But if other people build on top, we'll, you know. We'll we don't. I, it's not like we can stop it on or uh, in, uh, or push it. It's we, we just don't know. It's a blinded server. But yeah, at the moment, CivKit is really about getting a, a version one that's still in the, the weeds of Lightning, getting an order book and stuff. So and that's so, and that's a part time thing I do. <laughs> so for the listeners uh, and the viewers, sorry that um, that that didn't see the uh, the episode uh, with Ray. I'm gonna put a link over here. Yeah. But are, are you able to kind of give like a high level overview of what the CivKit is? Sure. It's it's really just a, a decentralized way of doing what Ray used to do at Paxful, which now he does at no one. But it's a, it's a decentralized marketplace using Nostra and um, Lightning. Um, we're not the first. There's other people that are building it. I think Monstro came out live a few weeks ago. Then you've got LM Bits guys. They've got like a LM Markets, I think, or something like that. Mm. Uh, ours is just our own flavor. We, we, we focus a lot on the reputation system. Because of the involvement with Ray, we've taken a lot of his knowledge in peer-to-peer -peer and trying to build it around that, around the problems he's seen. And it, you know, it's open source. There's no company. There's no. It's just it's it's being run like BTC Pay server. So, and we we have funding from various. I mean, the, the most fundings come from Ray's company. No one's. And very cool. And and um, what exactly is it that uh, that you've been working on specifically with the uh, CivKit? If you could share that. Yeah, so I worked on the initial architecture with a guy called Antoine Riard on on the um, the original white paper. He's gone because now it's more about you know people doing day to day development. So last few months is really I'm more of a, I hate to say I'm more of a project manager slash architect, just helping like new guys come on and and get them up to speed and just coordinate, make sure they get paid. Nothing nothing glorious, but and you know help us to get a V one out and then you know try and push it. But we've got some new guys on it that they're, they're great. There are nons in that they're, they're from places in the world where they don't want to necessarily want their pub to be public. 
but you, if you go on our github you can see we've got you guys contributing and they're, they're working hard they're loving it it's, and uh, these guys that are contributing one of them's from the global south it's not like he's doing this for fun this is actually solving a problem that he has every day you know being able yeah. to like you know trade and stuff operate so and that's been really insightful and, and there's a big community around civ kit we we do weekly spaces it's it's people from How's that where going? yeah i mean it's you learn a lot like okay so i've, I've known ray for 10 years or maybe longer and he's always told me about you know some of the stuff that he does and i always thought it was like you know just you know guys in new york swapping gift cards for 50 dollars 100 dollars when you realize the kind of trades that go on on Telegram, WhatsApp, and WeChat in Nigeria, we're not talking $10 here. We're not talking a thousand. We're talking like a million bucks. <laughs> Whoa. It's insane how big this stuff. Yeah. So Wait, you get per trade. What? Not per, per trade? trade. You mean? Sometimes, yeah. You're getting, so you're getting these OTC traders in Nigeria that, yeah, and they come onto our Twitter spaces and they tell us story about, you know, the kind of stuff that happens because it's so deep. Payment rails there are so inefficient that people come to these WhatsApp groups, uh, Telegram groups with large numbers of Naira and large numbers of gift cards, large numbers of dollars. And they're trying wow. to basically get into Africa and out. And that's that's interesting because that is interesting. Know, I, I mean, I had to say it. There's a lot of people who want to you know, do Bitcoin in Africa, but I don't think they actually know what goes on. And I'm not going to claim to know what goes on, but. I think the great thing about Ray, he's he's been on the ground. He goes there. He he's mm-hmm. considers himself that way. He's African. He was born in Egypt. Yeah, and he works with the people who are actually there day to day. And it's it's just interesting. It's we realize we don't really know what's going. I I realized I didn't know what was going on there and didn't really understand their problems and you know all, all their challenges. Well, Africa is a really it works. Oh yeah, yeah. And I and I mean it's it 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 it's really interesting, right? Like Egypt is like mm-hmm. northern Africa, which is yeah. totally different than central, you know. So it, it's, I, yeah, I don't we, know. We you know, each that, region and... there has its own unique issues, and yeah, that's crazy. And I always thought everyone there just used M-Pesa, and I didn't realize the people telling me that M-Pesa is tied to the mobile phone, the, the, the telephony networks. So instead of a bank shutting you down, you should, yeah, you're sh- essentially it's money controlled by yeah. the telcos. So instead of a bank shutting you down like we have oh here, you get a telco God. that shuts you down. So it's just a different set of arseholes. In a so way. it's like transferring your phone credit between different people is essentially yeah. what it's like. Yeah. Um, question: If if mm-hmm. if you're a fan of Monero, you know, even mm-hmm. saying the names of shit coins grosses me out a little bit. But if you're a fan of Monero, um, what why why have you? Which some people um. Uh, call uh, uh, a private layer two for Bitcoin. Why? Why have you developed your own one? You can be a fan of something and not necessarily see any long-term potential. I mean, Monero doesn't really. I mean, I know they talk about it, and I've spoken to the Seth for privacy guy, which is probably the guy you argue with. <laughs> oh, he blocked me. He blocked me a long time ago, and now, and now he works. I just had this for, feeling um, you two would. Now he would works like, for a company that sell like Nokia-looking things, right? Yeah, I mean, but there's no real path devices. to how Monero is going to scale. I mean, Bitcoin has its limitations, but at least there's guys like the Lightning guys, the Arc guys. I, I like to think us that are trying to scale it, and there's a path, even if it scales badly with things like you know, custodial solutions like Fedi Mint or eCash. There's a path there. Monero is. I don't even know if there is a path. I mean, I mean, I just don't see it in that sense. It's fun. It's cool. I like what they do. I mean, I've played with Monero. I've mined Monero. I enjoy, I like the tech. There's a lot to be learned. I'm not necessarily convinced it's going to grow and be something meaningful. That's funny. I mind Monero. And, and the good thing is the Monero times. guys don't say that either. If you speak to the real Monero people, the guys building, they're not trying to convince you to buy Monero. No, I mean, they like no they're not. They no, like everyone, everyone I know in, in the Bitcoin space that has used Monero um, looks at it as like it's a, it's a, you you pop into it, you use it, and you get or or, or you you don't hold Monero is 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 what any Bitcoiner will say. Um, yeah, and could it, could it handle used it? Could it handle the volumes but, but, of like Lightning and stuff? Probably not. One one um, one one concern I have, which is probably the reason I've never used Monero, is that surely the like the swaps to and from Monero are potential honey traps. Um, I know well, Samurai. If, they have if, you, if, supposedly, if you ever look at, sorry, I was just saying. Look I, at the, I know, <clears throat> Samurai yeah. have supposedly created a way of like where you can do the swaps in a non-custodial way in Samurai. 
uh, but I, I I don't understand enough of the the technicalities to know if that's that's actually true. Um, yeah, do, do you have any thoughts on this? Well, when I when I was like more doing privacy with my Mercury wallet, we did look at a lot of these swapping protocols, and even if you thought the privacy was good, the spreads were pretty bad. I mean, you're losing five to ten percent of your Bitcoin if you're lucky. Yeah. I mean, you know, for a swap market to exist, there needs to be players on both sides, and they they take a cut. So that that, that would be my biggest issue with the swapping. So stuff. you might as well just swap swap for uh, in person <laughs> yeah. for 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 fiat cash, um, or just do a coin. It depends what spread. your goal is. If you, if it's privacy, you're better off just doing a coin join. That's going to be cheaper. If you want to be cheap, go and join market. If you want want to mm. pay a bit more money, go on Wasabi or Samurai. I mean, that'd be my experience. Yeah, because I mean, I, I'm thinking about it now. I, I I feel like it's just a bunch of people that are just swapping their Bitcoin from Monero on an exchange, and like that's not really mm. private. That's <laughs> like I, I, I think the Samurai guys do it as an atomic swap. So yeah, they'll fair. do it you as an atomic swap. But I'm talking about the swap, average but... person that doesn't like you know that just wants you know heard about Monero because you'll have that right the noobs that are like oh this privacy thing you know so they go on an exchange and they buy Monero with their BTC. <laughs> It's, I don't know. Right, and then it's and then fun. buy drugs on the internet with yeah, it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Then buy drugs on the internet. I'm using my privacy token from Coinbase. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> oh, just funny. Oh god. Okay, so um. Okay, so Sivkit's not going to be yeah. supporting Monero. If that was your question, no, it's not even talked about. All right, good stuff. Good stuff. Um. So look, Walton, do you uh, you have any uh, you have any more questions for uh, for Nick right now? Um, yeah. What, so what you when do you think realistically, um, people are going to be able to use Mercury Layer? I guess I, I guess it's not really dependent on oh. you if you guys aren't building the apps, but like l later this year, sometime is, is a feasible oh. time end, frame. End of, I'm hoping end of March, worst case. Oh wow. Okay, and, and you're saying by the end of March, like somebody out there that's already developing like front-end wallet software is going to have an integration with it? Um, well, we're going to have a wallet, which we're not going to support. But, yeah, that's... Um, yeah, when I say not support... What, what do you mean not going to support? What, yeah, how do you define... That. What, what's your definition of this? Because I'm, I'm confused by your language. Um, well, it's like, it's, it'll be open source. It, it won't be released with any license. You can download it from GitHub and run it. You can run... I will provide, was it the ATK, so you can run it on an Android phone or you can run it on a desktop. But we're okay. not going to be, you know, it's not going to be associated with the company. It'll be just like something we do for free. And that's for two reasons. So people can see it, see people can play okay. it, people can copy the code. And so does that mean there'll never be any updates to it? Or it's one of those things where it's like you guys do it, but it just doesn't have kind of like a roadmap or sorry, I'm just trying to understand. Um, because I've seen I'm, stuff like this where people don't actively support something, but they actively build, right? So that's what I'm, I'm just trying to figure out what the nuance is. We haven't thought about it that hard, if I'm okay. honest. <laughs> it sounds like this is a bit of legalese here. So it's yeah. it's the, 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 the company that are producing the, the technology. It's not, it's not legal as well. No? It's also we want to be a layer two. So we want to encourage people to, to build on it. Yeah, you don't want to be yeah. a wallet. You you want to be like the the backbone of it, right? But you still well, okay. want to provide people like a framework so they could build on yeah. it. Is that it? Yeah. Also, I think if I'm honest, I think having um, a state chain only wallet is I don't see that doing much in the world. And we we experienced that with when we had Mercury Wallet. People started saying, "Well, can we?" It's very complicated to go from your Bitcoin wallet to your state chain wallet and then to a Lightning wallet. And you, we're not wallet developers. I think it'd be better off mm. someone who's got an existing wallet to put it in. And you, if you've seen that with other projects like Liquid, you know, which I'm a fan of from Blockstream. And I don't know what you guys, but they they struggled. And you know they've tried to make it easier for other people to integrate mm. to Liquid as well. But if you had just a Liquid only wallet, they, you invariably are going to have to have a Bitcoin wallet integrated, and that becomes clunky. And then you have to have a big wallet engineering team. You know, Bitcoin wallets aren't easy to build. We had a lot of challenges with Mercury Wallet, and I'd say 90% of our challenges was because we were privacy, we had to integrate Tor, which is a, I'm not a knocking Tor. Tor does amazing stuff, but it, from a wallet developer's point of view, it's a nightmare. Mm. And you put that on a mobile, it's 10x worse. And I think in a, we live in a world where we need mo more mobile wallets as well. You know, the usage of like non-mobile is getting smaller and smaller. 
So, I mean, I, I can honestly yeah. say that I, I have like two desktop apps, right? Or mm -hmm. three, sorry. Okay. I've got three desktop apps and I rarely use those three. Whereas mm -hmm. my, my mobile, it's like, that's not necessarily a daily, but it's, let's say bi-daily, you know? So and if we're going to scale to normies, yeah. like it really needs to be mobile. Like I've yeah, been it does. huge, um, Huge fan of, yeah, a few, a few developers in that space, like Nunchuck, um, I, I never stopped talking about. Yeah. Um, because, because yeah, Smooth being able to do mobile-first multi-sig, where you mm -hmm. never even touch a desktop, I think it's huge for for, for security, for, for people who aren't super technical. Mm -hmm. um, and, yeah, you can connect up to your node as well so that you have, you know, additional privacy. I don't know. There's, there's I think, yeah, more and more uh, developments in the mobile space um, are really going to scale the the well the the social capital of people in Bitcoin, right? Like it's going to be the, it's going to be the the numbers of people in Bitcoin will scale much more, and then need need the scaling solutions technologically. But we 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 need the we need more people for um for Bitcoin to succeed, and for I guess for numbers yeah. to go up long term, right? And I think ideologically, I mean, I'm obviously a fan of Mercury Lab, but I don't see it. I'm not sure if it's that much of a retail app. I mean, it's yeah, it's plumbing. I think that's going to enable other solutions. That that's why I wanted to understand more yeah. about what the retail uh, user experience was going to be like. And as soon as you explained it, I, I understood. I'm like, okay, I'm like, these guys yeah. are back. I mean, I'm not convinced. You know, like that makes sense. Retail. Yeah, and I'm not. I'm. No, I agree. Not trying to veer off topic. I'm not 100 sure Lightning as it is is a retail app. I mean, I are retail really going to manage inbound liquidity and stuff like that? I mean, Dude, I, most lightning guys, most lightning guys I I know use when I say lightning guys, lightning users use wallet Satoshi. That's that's a custodial, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, so long as you're aware of the risks. So but, so to your point, right? We mm -hmm. the hobbyists, hobbyists are you know they're gonna they're gonna play with stuff, they're gonna tinker, they're gonna deal with all of the crap. Okay, like I having mm -hmm. done support for over twenty years, I, I I can honestly say that the average retail user does not give a shit to do more maintenance in a, in somebody else's in, in, in another app, yeah. right? Like, it's like, you don't yeah. want to like, when you turn on your phone, you want to use your phone. You don't want to sit there, be a janitor for your, for your, your phone apps. Right? Like we already have too much to do with it. And the reason, the, the point I'm trying to make is, is that when it comes to managing lightning channels, I know like people who spend a lot of time using lightning mm -hmm. all the time are going to sit there and be like, well, no, what are you talking about? It's so easy. I just do this, this, that. No, you're, you're missing the point. Yeah, like, Phil. What? What's up? Yeah, Phil. Yeah, Phil. No, but I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm agreeing. Cause like, oh, okay. yeah, I, don't, I don't think it's that hard to run <laughs> like, a lightning node. I really no, don't, but I don't think so like, either. It's, it's not, it's not a zero time no. investment. Um, it, it's, it's not. not something you can do once and like, then just use it. But, but no, it's really not that hard. And like, yeah, when, when, I don't know when fees when fees go up a bunch like being able to withdraw from exchanges i mean you know if you use exchanges over lightning to your own node is kind of nice i just i i just i want to preface this okay at one point somebody was able to sue mcdonald's because the coffee was too hot okay like Dude, the first like Winnebago, you know these like RVs, mm. right? They didn't this have the, some guy successfully won a, a lawsuit um, because he, he was driving on the or was I think when cruise control got invented, right? He put cruise control on his Winnebago on the on the highway um, and then got up and went back and made a cup of coffee um, and of course uh, doesn't do the steering for you as well. The guy successfully won the lawsuit, um, yeah. This is what like, we're dealing people with. People are retarded. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Okay. This is what we're dealing with. And this is who's eventually going to use the apps. So the people that honestly sit there, right, that are like, yeah, you know, they're going to loop in and loop out their transactions, do all this. No, they're not. No, they're not. Because they're, they're to Walton's point, they're, they're driving Winnebago's while making fucking coffee in the back. Okay. So they're not figuring any of that out. So, yeah, it's, I, I don't disagree with you, uh, Nick. I think that was, uh, I know it's a tough pill to swallow for a lot of people. I do think it's going to get a lot better. I don't think that, you know, lightning is dead and doesn't work, but yeah, you know, we've got a long way to go and assuming no, I mean, look, people are going to figure it out. No, they won't. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so but I think lightning they're going to figure it out when it gets easier. 
Yeah, I know. I think Lightning's brilliant technology, the ability to settle with anyone anywhere in the world with no counterparty risk in one millisecond is nuts. Yeah. It just, I don't know, but somewhere in the last few years, someone associated it with being Visa. It's not, it's, it's not a retail app. Thank that's, you. That's, yeah. It's a very good point. All right. So Nick, um, before we wrap up the segment, how do the viewers find you? How do they get in touch with you? How do they learn more about Commerce Block, about Mercury Layer? Let everybody yeah, know. Yeah, I mean, commerceblock.com, you can find links. I, I'm on Twitter arguing with uh, Walton sometimes. <laughs> Gregory underscore Nico. I mean, we're quite easy to find. We have a Telegram group for Mercury Layer where people are coming in and bouncing ideas. We're quite open. And Civkit's got its own community. I do weekly Twitter uh, spaces with Ray. You know, there's always a risk you get cancelled with Ray, so I have to manage that. But um, it's fun. It's different perspective. Very. I, look, my, a lot of the reasons I got involved with Civkit because at the time I was well, Ray had been talking about Civkit for years. He kept on saying we need to build a decentralized, and I was concerned about the lack of circular economy in Bitcoin. I, you know, the whole, this is digital gold, you know, this is just a pet rock you hold in cold storage and pray to the gods that it goes to a million dollars. That worried me. And yeah, I got into, when I got into Bitcoin, it was all about using it. I, I used to use Purse.io quite a lot with the Amazon gift cards and mm -hmm. not that I ever did it, but I know people that bought, you know, dodgy stuff online and that market's kind of gone and that, mm -hmm. that's concerning. And, you know, CivKit, maybe it's not for the West, but I think definitely in, in other parts of the world, it could be used and it could create a circular economy which i think we need if we don't if we lose a circular economy i'm then i'm concerned yeah and, and it links liquidity between um like it links markets right like ray talks often about how there's lots of liquidity trapped in different markets that, that mm -hmm. can't talk to each other like in africa especially and yeah these these sorts of things that free free trade um yeah it's got to be a good thing and, and and again, we're not the only one building it. There's quite a few other guys building it, and it's if one of them works, that's that's brilliant. It's gonna it's good for all Bitcoiners. Absolutely, absolutely, it is. And I do agree with you about the circular economy. I always talk about that as well. We're gonna put all the links in the show notes, guys. That wraps up the fireside chat, and we are gonna move it on over to wrecked. Wrecked is brought to you by CypherSafe. Check them out at cyphersafe.io. Everybody needs to store their seed and it needs to be secure. Check out the Cypher Grid, an absolutely awesome seed plate. And it comes with this amazing little punch tool. It's at cyphersafe.io. Check out the Bitcoin Rollo Triangle from CypherSafe. 16 ounces of solid titanium, a beautiful piece from Bitcoiners to Bitcoiners. And that is from cyphersafe.io, the Bitcoin Rollo Triangle. All right, guys, for Rekt, um, look, if you're following along, or maybe if you're not following along with the CSW trial going on, COPA versus CSW, uh, I definitely suggest that you follow the Norbert account. I, uh, I'll put that in, uh, in the, in the, uh, the show notes, sorry, in the links. Anyways, but this... This is this is just absolute magic because if you have been following along, you know that there's been multiple cell phones already. But to Artie's point, this is pure gold. Kurt Wuckert explaining in a CoinGeek episode how Craig Wright's long con typically works in every fine detail. Take special note of the first sentence and yeah, let's let's get into it. This isn't to say I have no idea if a single thing Craig said is true. Um, but, but the way that he explained away every single, uh, anomaly for lack of a better term was just frankly, really, really well done. Uh, and not just the rhetoric of Craig's body language. Like he was very, you know, he's just kind of sitting back and he's relaxed and well, yeah, that's just not how that works. And, you know, it's just very, very chill. He's kind of reclining in his chair. His posture is very open. Uh, he also had on quite a nice suit. Uh, it was like a light blue uh, pinstripe, a purple tie. All right, guys. So look, I mean, I, I'm sold. I, I don't know about you, Walton. You know, this whole time I, I was all about Bitcoin. But now that I heard about how well Craig is speaking and how nice his suit is, I mean, how could he not be so Wait, is this BSV or TMZ? Like... <laughs> Oh, gosh. 
so yeah, I, uh, anyways, I just thought that that was absolutely hilarious. Um, Nick, I, I don't know what you're, do you, have you followed anything with, with BSV? Um, have, have you, are you interested? Do you have any I mean, comments on this whole saga? Yeah, it's a bit. I mean, I'm, I'm quite anti-lawyers and I think when you get two sides fighting like this, the real winner is the legal companies. I mean, and I'm, I'm a bit upset. No one's actually, I mean, whatever you think about Craig, his law company should never, his legal firm should never have taken him on in the first place. And yeah, the, the law firms on both sides are going to make millions of pounds on what is nothing more than a soap opera. And that's, that's the real issue I have. But, um, well said. It's a Law lawyers well said. suck. Um, and <laughs> the best thing about Bitcoin is that, um, the, the lawyers got removed from money, right? I, I, People say that, um, what do they say? Possession is nine tenths of the law. Well, in Bitcoin, it's 10 tenths, uh, not your keys, not your coins. Um, and yeah, it's kind of fantastic. Whereas the BSV lot think that the law somehow should be involved in ownership of Bitcoin, which is complete nonsense. Um, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of nonsense. But it is about incentives. It is about incentives. Like I, I talked to some girl who works in HR this week, and she was saying like people come to her and ask like, "Hey, can we fire this person?" She's like, "Well, what's what's your reasoning for it?" And, uh, and they're like, "Oh, it's this." And she's like, "Well, okay, then you got to like, if there is a law case, you got to then stand up and say it." And she's like, "They're like, what? So what's the legal implication?" She's like, "Well." I can't give you like a one way or another. And then I realized, well, the reason why HR people can't say definitively whether this is legit or not, it's because it's about the, the incentives of the law system. They don't what like the, the, the point is these things are meant to go to court because then the lawyers get paid, right? It's not that these things shouldn't be clean cut. There shouldn't be clear legal guide and guidelines on it. On, on a lot of this stuff because it, that that doesn't incentivize the lawyers getting paid uh, and yeah in the uk uh, the lawyers get paid uh, is what happens yep that's absolutely right absolutely right all right moving on from csw i don't know if you guys remember the franklin templeton right a whole bunch of bitcoiners were all like yay franklin templeton and then all of a sudden they started spouting the web3 stuff so this is how it started and here's how it's going. So there you go. They are on to the next thing. Yeah, this is this is the, I mean, like, look, this is why you can't, not that anybody has to be told this about a financial institution, but of all the, of all the businesses, like financial institutions are not your heroes. Okay, they are not, they are not anybody's heroes. Anyways, Franklin Templeton wrecked. Moving on, moving on. Walton, I just think, just uh, quickly on the Franklin Templeton yeah. thing. Like, I, initially when I saw this, I thought it kind of looks a bit woke because you just see like a rainbow. And then I thought, mm -hmm. wait a second, it's kind of like Rasta colors. It's kind of like Jamaica, yeah. Jamaica. Like, what, what, what is the? Yeah, is there any logic behind it? I don't know. I don't know. It's the next thing. They're they're just doing the next thing. You know, like that's it. They got the Bitcoiners. They put the lasers on, laser eyes on, and then they started spouting all the Web three crap. So they lost us within less than twenty four. Actually, I think in that same tweet thread, they lost us all. Um. Anyways, moving on, moving on because we got to get to the main story. But I don't know. I don't know if things can. I don't know what's going on with Swan. But they, it's like they 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 just can't seem to you know buy their way out of this or whatever it is. But here we go, Predator. I'm pretty sure Swan is cursed. And why is he saying that? So here, he's just citing a, uh, I guess uh, this is on their website, Swan Security. We currently work with Fortress uh, Trust and backed as, as custodians of record and BitGo as cold storage custodian. And what is he doing? He is retweeting a tweet. Um, Justin backed the crypto platform introduced by the New York Stock Exchange owner and Starbucks in 2018 warned it might not be able to stay in business so yeah and Corey responded here it's mandatory disclosure in the 10q filing it's true that backed will need to sell some equity in the next 12 months it's also true that there's minimal risk of them not pulling that off okay so obviously right Corey's, you know Corey's optimistic about this i, I don't blame him right he's the he, if i'm not mistaken he's the the ceo uh, of head of Swan, pr right <laughs> head of pr as well <laughs> but yeah so 
look, they're just not having I they're not having good luck. I don't know if you guys want to comment on this before we they're, move on to the main part cursed. of the story. They're not they're a marketing company that aren't <laughs> vertically integrated. Like if you we, we don't see these things happening with with River, right? Because River are their own custodian. Um and uh, you know like apparently you know maybe you need less like less is it less lawyers fewer lawyers um it, it, it like to not if you're not vertically integrated but last i checked or last i heard swan had like double the number of employees as river um so may, maybe it's just like you need, need to employ you know fewer marketers and you know actually people that you know do real jobs what we are seeing are the symptoms of essentially using too many third parties, right? Like th this is this is what it is. Like this is not a good look. Not a good look. Wait, anyway, isn't Bitcoin huh? meant for use without third parties? Felt weird that. No, no, it's just stack. Just just, just DCA. Okay, so you need to stack. <laughs> moving on, moving on. This is and this is the big part of the story. I, I feel like not enough people are discussing this or nobody cares. Walton, you provided the original link and I went and dug up this article. That's right, guys. Uh, Barry Silbert. Huh? It's always a big week for Barry. New York <laughs> Attorney General triples estimate size of alleged fraud in case against DCG. It's a freaking curse when Barry says it's going to be a big week, which I again, he didn't say that when this came out, but still. It's going to be a big week, Barry. The uh, NYAG has now found that the companies defrauded more than 230,000 investors out of more than $3 billion, according to the new amended complaint. After months of false promises, we pulled the curtain back and revealed that DCG was lying to investors and defrauding them out of billions. Attorney General James said in a statement, the fraud and deceit were so expansive that many additional people have come forward to report similar harm okay so what happened with this was gemini the winkle winklevoss twins um they had a, a program called gemini earn where it was a yield generating product for 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 people that were um leaving their corn and maybe other shit coins i don't know with with gemini but what happened was is gemini were basically just giving that money to genesis and dcg who were then lending it to like three arrows capital ftx like there was just i mean all of this shit coinery and yield stuff is just incestuous um money being thrown around um and because it's all you know silly games being played um it doesn't it doesn't end well um yeah yeah it's just you know, from the early days, DCG were always seen as the the, the royalty of the space. You know, the, the they were the good guys. They were the the people that you wanted investment from, and they they had a bit of arrogance about them. And to see they're no different than all of us plebs is interesting. I mean, that's no, they're worse. They're worse, Nick. They're yeah. much worse. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, they had an arrogance about them. I I met Barry. Yeah, he basically wanted to make out that they were the the royalty of the space. They were the you know they had an arrogance about them, but they're yeah. Well, now he's being publicly shamed and he's had to kiss the ring. And it's like I've been saying, it's the changing of the guard. I also think, by the way, the, the tinfoil, my you know typical tinfoil hat take, I think none of this is a coincidence. I think that what we're seeing with DCG, right? Like this is, again, you're going to, I don't know. I don't know how long DCG lasts. I don't know how long until they conveniently merge or somehow their assets have to be sold off and I, I'm sure it's going to be a total surprise when it's like, you know, companies... But even their behavior with the ETF is a bit weird, keeping the fee yep. at 1.5% when everyone's like at 0.2%. And... Well, you know, they... Yeah, because this is, this is what keeps Barry out of prison. Um, that's right. So that, I, I'm telling yeah, the you, funds I, I, just gradually leak over to BlackRock, etc. People um, think we're nuts, but that's what's happening. This is exactly what's happening. I, I'm telling you, it's such a it's such a fucking show, and and people are sitting there and like, no, what are you talking about? You know, like he he's he's just he's had all that Bitcoin, and now he's just like, that's it. People want to sell out. This is totally organic. It's like, no, it's not. This mm -hmm. is bullshit. That's and of course, they were the company uh, behind the New York Agreement. Let's never forget that. Exactly, and so it's kind of poetic <laughs> that then they're getting fucked in in New York right now, eventually. Yeah, it is. It's absolutely poetic, guys. That is gonna wrap up wrecked. And we are going to move it on over to the Hopium. The Hopium. 
up next we have hopium sponsored by represent represent our bitcoin owned clothing and accessories brand based in the united states of america if you go over to representltd.com you can see their wide range of apparel and other goodies um similar to this this shirt that i'm wearing but you can't buy this limited edition shirt but you can buy things that are nearly as cool if you head over to representltd.com and use the code pleb underground to get yourselves a discount once again that's representltd.com uh hopium this week uh the price is indeed pumping and so there's there's lot, lots of people talking very excitedly about about what's happening um I have a couple of couple of posts to share. Um, I feel like we share this guy more and more often, Phil. Um, Mr. Rajat Sony CFA, um, who is some, uh, some TradFi guy. TradFi guy that is increasingly posting about Bitcoin and seemingly quite excited about it. He says, most millionaires will never be able to buy one Bitcoin because they have all their money tied up in legacy assets. And this is a good point, right? A lot of, a lot of the like dollar millionaires around the world aren't liquid dollar millionaires right a lot of them have uh, most of their money in things like real estate uh, and other illiquid assets number two he references here they've sunk so much of their time and money into real estate and stocks they feel like it's all a waste if they move it to another asset three they're only 21 million bitcoin three to five million of which have been lost and 12 of which will probably sorry 12 of which probably will never be sold or be sold at much higher prices number four they haven't figured out what it is yet and when they do it'll be too expensive and out of reach for them um, to buy a whole coin, he means. And uh, mm -hmm. number five, their ego won't let them because they first heard about Bitcoin at much lower prices, so they can't imagine paying 10 to 100 times for nothing. I think lots of Bitcoiners know people in this group, irrespective of how, how rich they are. It was like, well, I don't want to get a worse deal than my buddy got sort of thing. Um, he says, rich people FOMO isn't priced in yet. Most people haven't put in the hours of study required to understand how Bitcoin works. Um, and then some, some, you know, some numbers here, you know, 21 million people can't own one Bitcoin, 42 million people couldn't own half or can, again, the numbers aren't quite right, whatever. There's, there's, there's not that much Bitcoin and not everyone's going to be able to own as much as they want. Uh, 75% of the global population couldn't buy, uh, 1% of one BTC. So 75% of the world couldn't buy a million sats, even if they wanted, um, I guess this is nothing new, um, but this is people in TradFi realizing um, this sort of thing. Well, what are your thoughts, gents? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of guys like him. Was that the other one, Fred Kruger? They're, they're just coming out. Uh, with all this. Yeah, um, he's shilling L2s at the moment, which is annoying me. They're, they're just like shit coins. I, I don't know. I, these price predictions, it feels a bit like Plan B again, stock to flow. And you're going to have, who's that guy in Florida who's going to start talking a million dollars? He's going to say a hundred grand by Christmas or something and people get wrecked. I mean, look, I'm... Scams and Mao, maybe? No, in Pump, Florida? I don't think so. Pump. I know, Pump, I know. But he, Scamson said a, a million dollars soon or something, yeah. didn't he? Look, I, yeah. I'm not one of these Bitcoiners that say the price is not important. No, the price is very important. We, we Bitcoin gets its security by the price. You know? When the price goes up, more people use Mercury Layer and we get more interest. I mean, it is important, but we've got to be careful about some of these stupid opium stuff you know, yeah yeah most people don't really know about bitcoin i mean on i live in london i go to the city i to talk to bankers they don't even know what bitcoin is yeah it hasn't reached them they they still think blockchain and stuff like that and cbdc's so we've got to be real i mean the majority of the world is not on twitter listening to us all day and it's that's exactly dangerous. right yeah because when you see things like that people are going to borrow money and do reckless stuff and buy bitcoin on a hope that they get a crazy return and that's a bit dangerous but i think look we're, we're in a good space as i said earlier people are building zero knowledge proof stuff on bitcoin four years ago that would only be built on ethereum because that's where the money was so i think you know we're on a good trajectory you know all the crap projects seem to be scappering don't know what to do so i think you know the, the ecosystem's healthy at the moment hash rates going up and after the etf dump the price has held really well it didn't dump as much as what people thought Mm -hmm. And you know we're back at forty eight k, which is I didn't expect. I didn't expect that. I thought we'd hang around forty for a few. I years. thought it would take longer. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. I, so I there's a lot to be positive about. Huh? Yeah, I, I, I just wanted to uh, to uh, add um, that for me, number five on that list was how I ended up as a shitcoiner. 
um, because I just, you know, I, I started seeing Bitcoin and, and I think it was like the mid 200s or something like that, mid 300s. Mm -hmm. And I, I watched it, you know, slowly creep all the way up to 20K, right? Sat through that, in, well, sat through that bull market. That's when I was buying shit coins. And no joke, mm -hmm. the reason was, was that because I couldn't imagine paying, right, 10X or 100X, right? Obviously not 100X, but 10X, what I, what I originally saw it start at, or in my case, 20X. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's like, well, then you can just go get way more of this other thing that might do what Bitcoin did. Spoiler alert, mm. it will not. <laughs> so, yeah. Good post, Walter. Um, Good post from... Uh, I feel I feel like like Nick Nick immediately understood the the concept of of hopium. It's basically yeah. we show we show these posts of people who are bullish and, and we say uh zoom out, hold your horses, calm down bitches. Uh yeah, yeah we're not we're, we're just just chill. No the price the price is not going anywhere right now. Uh broken incentives etc cetera, etc. Cetera. Um and talking of broken incentives, um I I'm going to share a, a post from friend of the show um uh um but someone who I think is owned by Bitfinex, um, Mr. Adam Back. Short squeeze time, white dots are short liquidations, time frame from ETF start of trading to date, outflows largely exhausted, large net sellers done for now. Um, so, so Adam thinks the price is going to go up soon, but he also said on the day the ETFs were announced that he that it wasn't unfeasible, or he said it the day before, but the on the day of the ETFs being uh, not announced, sorry, um, that they they started trading, Adam didn't think it was unreasonable for us to have an all time high that day, though he did say it may well take longer. Now, uh, a couple couple more charts. I have one here, uh, Tour de Mista. Um, uh, yeah, who who thinks we're we're close to a breakout? This is this is showing um, uh, the price over the last few years. This this being the the twenty twenty one, and we're now yeah in the same sort of ranges that we had dur during the kind of early and late uh, bull market of of twenty twenty one twenty twenty two. Who knows what's going to happen next? And finally, a chart from my favorite. Uh, TA analyst Plan D, of course, that's that's Dieter Bob, uh, and he says it's astounding how similar all three Bitcoin cycles have been. It's almost like clockwork. Time from ATH all-time high to market bot to market bottom to current day. His mind is blown. Um, he thinks a new all-time high by December, and then Moon through 2025, peaking in in quarter four. Um. Yeah, I, I I I think the price is going to go up. Over what time frame? I'm not going to be saying. And I think anyone that anyone that does, I don't know. They don't they don't know. Like anyone anyone selling you a particular time frame, be very wary. Um, are we going to have a new tweet this, I, I, in the next like year or two? I think it's reasonable, but who knows? I think we are. I mean, I don't ever tweet about the price, but I did tweet about saying that the price isn't the real price because no one ever factors inflation <laughs> yeah if you go back inflation for four years eight you know 60 60 grand isn't 60 grand it's i don't know 60 minus i don't know 18 percent or something mm -hmm. that's a very so, good point that's fair and I, I have to say i don't usually tweet about the price but i but i did today because i opened my open my phone and <laughs> saw oh the price is up by what percentage uh 6.15 oh. and i thought i'm, I'm gonna tweet this because it's kind of funny and i think apparently now um like we're, we're boomers for for understanding this yeah. this meme um but i don't know it, it amused me it amused me that was the just, last 24 hours in fairness yeah just so you know just so you know while we've been recording this episode we broke 48k so yeah, so we we literally just took out i mean well i shouldn't say we took out but we just went all the way up into the exact same range as when the ETF started trading. So 48k is the new 58k apparently. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I don't know, maybe 48k is the new 10k. More hopium. <laughs> Anyways. All right. Walton, you have anything else for the hopium? 
No, that's that's it. Like it's again, like I just think all it's, excited. Uh, to me, to me, to me, to me, I don't know. Price pumping gets me nervous. I'm like, oh fuck! Like I, I haven't, I haven't stacked enough yet. I mean, maybe if you're like some OG and you're like, and you've been sitting around by your pool with your little dog, like it's different. But like, you know, if 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 yeah, if if you're a normal person who's been who's been working and stacking and you know you'd quite like to do a bit more of that, like yeah, I think the price going up should should make you anxious. Each their own. Yeah, exactly. Each their own. All right, Nick, thank you very much for joining us. And this wraps up this weekly episode of Pleb Underground. Nick, one more time. How do the viewers and listeners find you? Yeah, commerceblock.com or Twitter, Gregory underscore Nico. And uh, thanks for having us. Enjoyed it. Absolutely, absolutely. And we hope to have you on again. Guys, don't forget, like and subscribe. Help us grow the channel. Don't forget to check us out on our audio-only platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. If you want to stream us sats, check us out on Fountain.fm. You can stream us sats through Breeze. Walton, you know the deal. How do we end this? Fuckshitcoins.com. Please like and subscribe. We will see you next week.